0: Hey, I'm Kate Otten, tight end at the University of Washington, and you're listening to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 110 of the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast, coming to you live from Dublin, Ireland. Yes, this is a little odd. I'm in the hotel room uh, recording this episode, but I strive to never miss an episode, and we're not going to start that this week, Um, so we're going to get jump right into it full, well, little bit of a smaller week in news here. Uh, the Seahawks did not play a game over this past week. They had their bye week. Uh, they did have some successful uh, shortcomings. No, su- successful news coming, I should say. Uh, as the 49ers lost, the Rams lost, uh, a lot of the NFC teams lost that were ahead of them in you know, this somewhat of a playoff race that we've got here at the midway part of the year. So, I mean, you gained ground over the past week, as well as some helpful injury news. So let's move to that. Uh, obviously, you no know, post-game uh, thoughts to go over. No stat leaders. Uh, injury news, uh, post-game... Well, post-game. Uh, injury news, Russell Wilson was cleared to return. Uh, Dr. Steve Shin, who performed Russell's surgery, uh, has cleared the quarterback to return in time for the Week 10 matchup against the Packers. It was also interesting in the statement, he said he's never seen a injury so bad to a quarterback's hand than the one that Wilson suffered. So just good to show you more about Wilson himself and uh, his drive to get back. Just a madman, I mean, really, uh, in his efforts to get back to the field here and obviously going to be a big boost going to Lambeau to play the Packers, who may or may not have Aaron Rodgers on the field. Uh, and then the other part of injury news to go over is that D Eskridge, Russell Wilson, and Nigel Warrior are all set to return to practice this uh, current week. Um, Eskridge, who has been out with a concussion since, um, geez, all the way back in week one against the Colts, uh, is now set to return after dealing with that concussion, seeing a specialist down in Florida. He is set to return to the team and should be a big help. Um, as we transition into team news, speaking about receivers, uh, former Brown star wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., there's a whole thing surrounding that guy. Um, so last week, the relationship between The Browns and Beckham eroded over time and met its fever pitch uh, as he gained his release from the team over this past weekend. Uh, In a statement from the Browns, they said, we've just reached the point where it's best that we move forward. There were things over the past few weeks where uh, Beckham's father actually posted a video of all the times that Beckham has been open and uh, Baker Mayfield, quarterback Baker Mayfield, has not found him. Um... There reportedly were issues in the locker room where uh Beckham would just get in his head. So certainly interesting there how, you know, a former blockbuster trade, you know, from the Giants to the Browns never really amounted to anything, never really added up, uh as Beckham was injured for most of the time or he simply just uh did not produce as well as he did with the Giants. So in searching for a new team, the former Brown and Giant wanted to play in a winning environment, and there may be potential issues if a non-contender claims it. As you know, um, the waiver wire works so that all of the teams that have the worst record get higher uh, spots up on the waiver wire, similar to the NFL draft. Um, so ironically enough, the way the Seahawks are right now, uh, they would be ninth in waiver wire claims, and everybody else them in front of them, you know, teams like the Lions... Uh, Even the 49ers have said that they do not plan on the Lions don't want to pick him up and the 49ers won't due to financial reasons. Uh, Beckham will be a free agent after the season, after the Browns reach a settlement with Odell that will release him from the final two years of his current contract. And then on Monday, a report came out from Mike Florio that Beckham wants to join the Seahawks. 49ers and Saints were also a team to be considered. So with that being said, uh, by the time this comes out, uh, it'll be a few hours before the waiver wire deadline officially hits for that before he becomes a free agent and clears waivers so expect to hear about that you know by the time this is out or you know shortly after um, that would obviously be a big deal for the Seahawks I mean to add another wide receiver of that caliber with that talent would be huge and I know that Russell Wilson has pushed for that he pushed for Antonio Brown last year in the offseason and and that didn't happen. So if you want to, you know, keep Russell Wilson in Seattle, you want to continue to win games. Um, at least to me, obviously, you know the things with Mayfield are You know, they're not easy to hear. They're not fun to hear. Um, but if Russell wants it and he want to keep Russell happy, I would kind of do what he wants, and I would make sure that he stays happy. And one of those moves would be doing that. Uh, there have been concerns about seven million dollar cap hit. I mean, it's seven million dollars for a guy of that caliber and to keep your quarterback happy. I don't think that's that big of a deal. And even going back to, you know, the contract extensions that the team faced over the past offseason, you know, uh, with Dwayne Brown wanting more money, Quandre Diggs wanting more money, Jamal Adams, Wilson has said that he would restructure his contract. So I don't think money is an issue there. Um, so that's big news. That is something to monitor by the time that this comes out. And uh, league-related news, Aaron Rodgers, big deal, uh, lied about his vaccination status, create a lot of controversy Uh, so over the past week Rodgers contracted COVID and as he was unvaccinated that it was announced that was something that nobody actually knew until the news broke that he contracted COVID and was unvaccinated Uh, has to be out for 10 days he's able to practice the Friday before their game against the Seahawks so that kind of puts his um, playing status up in the air but we'll see Um, so controversy followed after uh, this happened as well as the fact that The news released and Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee podcast and made a bunch of interesting quotes. Uh, He said that Rodgers stated that he was in the crosshairs of the woke mob. He stated that he is a critical thinker and he did a lot of his own studying in the offseason. States that he is worried about the vaccines causing sterility. Uh, He said, what about my body, my choice, as well as if the vaccine is so great, then how come people are still getting COVID and spreading COVID? another quote is that he consulted a good friend of his Joe Rogan and said it took Ivermectin said that he only time that he does not wear his mask is when he's around all vaccinated people, which is an interesting statement. He also likened himself to MLK. Uh, the NFL is looking into Rogers for not wearing a mask at a, pre- uh, at press conferences and going to a teammates Halloween party. This is all really interesting to hear. I mean, you'd figure that guy who graduated from Cal, uh, has some common sense and has some sort of base knowledge. Uh, this idea, idea of, you know, doing your own th- doing your own studying uh, about how the vaccine, people are still getting COVID and spreading COVID. I mean, all that stuff has been explained. You can Google that sort of information and find that out. And, you know, as one of the top players in the NFL, and it being in the NFL, you have access to some of the great minds in science. And you do your own research, you know, and you consult Joe Rogan, a guy who has made just plenty of questionable, uh, questionable decisions, um, and and liking yourself to MLK usually is not a good idea anyway. So Rogers, just an incredible, incredibly bizarre situation, um, and it just makes the situation in Green Bay for the Packers and that organization, it it adds another notch to that. You know, considering the off season where. We weren't sure if he was going to be a Packer, and now he is a, still a Packer. And uh, after the Packers lost to the Chiefs 7-13 to this past Sunday, I mean, it's for the rest of the season, if you want to be a competitive team, I don't think you can stick with Jordan Love. So the Packers are kind of, they have their hands tied in terms of what they do at the quarterback position. Uh, this all, you know, does have relevant information considering that the Seahawks play their next game uh, at Green Bay uh, and really, you know, Situation in the NFC West where you have to win I'd say you could hardly lose any of these games going forward um, so with that being said the team record sits at 3-5 and five. Uh, they are third in the NFC West after the 49ers lost to the Cardinals looking ahead that game uh, week 10 at the Green Bay Packers with a one twenty five pm Pacific time kickoff as we move over to Mariners here uh, the only thing we have for Mariners is team news uh, team news Pitcher Yusei Kikuchi declined his $13 million player option for 2022 and will enter free agency. A report stated that Kikuchi wants to be a starting pitcher next year, and the Mariners were looking to put him in the bullpen for the start of 2022 after a struggling uh, second half of the season. Um, so that's certainly interesting. I mean, the kind of consensus around the fan base was that Kikuchi would take that player option after the Mariners were not going to take that four-year Uh, Club option So to See you say Bet on himself like that Certainly interesting Uh, I mean Guess to him I mean unless something else happens uh, Where they work out a different deal I don't see you say Coming back obviously You know entering free agency So that will be something to monitor Uh, Shortstop JP Crawford Did not win the Gold Glove Award After being a finalist Astros Carlos Correa takes home the award For the American League Shortstop position Um, that sort of interesting decision, naming Correa the uh, Gold Glove finalist, uh, is plenty of bulletin board material for Crawford and the Mariners. Um, So at the end of the day, some of these awards, it's hard to really vote. You know, Mariners get a lot of the bias shown against them. So take it as you will. Um, Speaking of awards, Scott Service was listed as a finalist for the AL Manager of the Year Award. Um, and then the last piece of Mariners news we have is that Seattle is expected to be big spenders this off season, as reported by national media. I mean, we kind of knew that as a Seattle fan base, this was going to be a big off season for Seattle and General Manager Jerry Depoto, uh, head of baseball, baseball operations, General Depoto, Jamie Jerry Depoto, sorry. Um, and the initial report that came out this Monday, uh, was that the Mariners were one of the many teams interested in Marcus Simeon due to his experience at second base in Toronto. Uh, This is your ad for Homs Seattle. Homs has your back in the loving big brother kind of way. Our goal is to change the mental health conversation one heart at a time. That's H-O-M-S-S-E-A-T-T-L-E dot com. Homs Seattle. We move to our Seattle Sounders here who finish up their regular season. They did so on November 7th at the Vancouver Whitecaps. The team would draw that game 1-1. Player of the game would go to Freddie Montero. Uh, who scored the only goal for the Sounders on uh, a penalty kick in the eighth minute and also had a goal line clearance. Um, so the decision day sees Seattle remain uh, in second place uh, in the Western Conference as Kansas City loses their game uh, and Colorado leapfrogs both of those teams who take the one slot in the West. Uh, Seattle never fell lower than two all season and has never finished lower in the playoffs than the four seed, uh, which is pretty remarkable to think about. Um, In injury-related news, John Paolo and Raul Ruiz Diaz will be ready for the playoffs, uh, as per head coach Brian Schmetzer, which is a big deal, um, having both of those guys who uh, are finalists for a war that we'll get to here in a second. But, you know, having the squad at full strength is obviously a big deal. Uh, Portland's been hot as of late. Vancouver took down Kansas City a few weeks ago. Uh, it's always good to be at full strength. Getting Jordan Morris back recently is good. Nico Ladero back is good. Uh, having you know, Raul Ruiz Diaz, the guy who is tied for second in the MLS and goal scored, is obviously a big deal. So having both of those guys uh, geared up for the playoff matchup is a big deal. Uh, team-related notes, the front runners for the MLS awards are, were announced over the past Monday. Um, both Raul Ruiz Diaz and João Paulo were finalists for the MVP award uh Yamar Gomez Andrade was a defensive player of the year award uh, finalist. Jimmy Madranda was the comeback player of the year uh front runner. Uh, humanitarian of the year front runner for the Sounders is Stefan Fry, and coach of the year front runner uh, for the Sounders obviously Brian Schmetzer. Uh, in there was also announced during the win I mean the draw over Vancouver The team qualified for the 2022 CONCACAF Champions League, and the team won the 2021 Cascadia Cup. So if those are in a resolve, you know, that's fine. But still, you know, sort of frustrating to draw that game. I mean, you end up with second place. You're still in the playoffs, so it's not the end of the world. Uh, But just, you know, not the best form, I guess you could say, heading into playoffs. It's not the worst thing in the world, but uh, I guess you could say could have been better, but coulda, woulda. Uh, not a big deal now it's playoffs playoffs are a whole different beast Um, and the focus uh, will be on this next team as we get to looking ahead but first we have league notes the 2022 schedule was announced for the mls nashville will join the western conference and expansion side charlotte will join the east Uh, the season will begin in february and finish on november 5th in order to accommodate accommodate the world cup in qatar uh so record and standings, the Sounders finish the regular season with a 17 win, nine draw, uh eight loss record. They're number one in the Western Conference. No nope. pardon me, number two, I didn't fix that. Number two in the Western Conference and finished third in the MLS in points with sixty behind both New England and Colorado. Looking ahead, so there's no set time for this game. Uh, their Sounders' first matchup in the playoffs against Real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake, who they will be playing at home uh, in their first round of the playoffs. But it's it's there's, the MLS has not announced the official dates and times for these different matchups in this first round of the playoffs. With that being said, the Seahawks play a home game on the 21st. So there's no possible way that these Sounders could play on the 21st. So more than likely, we're looking at a November 20th versus Real Salt Lake date, uh, time still not, that's something that has to be decided. So if you're looking forward to it, I would say November 20th, I mean, unless, I, I figure that's near impossible to record on the 21st, you know, um, so that being said, uh, November 20th versus Real Salt Lake, Sounders first matchup, <coughs> pardon me, of the playoffs this year. Uh, no Seattle Storm news of the moment, uh, time to check out Maestro Athletics, that is M-A-E-S-T-R-O-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-S, Maestro Athletics, uh, are coming out with two new Kraken uh, pieces of merchandise, there will be shorts and a hat, details for a drop of that will be coming out in the coming weeks. Speaking of Kraken, Seattle Kraken news here, as we continue throughout the regular season, on November 4th versus the Buffalo Sabres, the Kraken would win that game 5-2 to at home. Player of the game would be Jordan Eberly recording three goals, three points, a three plus minus, and four shots on goal. Eberle recording the first hat trick in franchise history. Uh, November 6th at the Arizona Coyotes. The Kraken would travel down to Arizona to play the winless Coyotes, uh, losing that game 5-4. to Player of the game would be Mark Giordano with one goal, one point, three plus minus, three shots on goal, one hit, and one block. Giordano would score the game-tying goal. In the final minute of the third period, but the Arizona Coyotes would come back and score the winner right off of the heels of that goal. Uh, Seattle would score two goals in the first minute, but would blow a 3-1 lead after the first period. So frustrating. I mean, looking at those two losses there just kind of encapsulates the growing pains of a expansion franchise, right? Because Buffalo, Buffalo started the year off hot. They were undefeated for a good amount of time. I mean, they've still got a good record. Seattle comes and plays arguably their best game against them. And then November 6th, you go down to Arizona. should be essentially a wash. And it was in the first period, but obviously there are three periods to play in hockey. And they blow that lead there. Arizona rallies, gets their first win of the year. So uh, it, it's just growing pains. I mean, I'm not fr- I'm not worried about it. The power play, though, is still of concern. The Kraken are now last in the league in power play goals. So that is frustrating. Um, and something to keep keep as of note, keep working on. Um, in injury-related news, uh, forwards Colin Blackwell and Marcus Johansson were seen wearing normal practice jerseys as opposed to red non-contact ones, providing hope that they will be available for selection soon. In team-related news, on November 2nd, goaltender Chris Jeger was activated off of injured reserve and goaltender Joey Decord uh, was reassigned to the AHL affiliate in Charlotte. On November 6th, Forward Ryan Donato uh, suffered an upper body injury and did not return to that game. And then the last bit of team-related news, the team announced the name for the uh, AHL affiliate that the Kraken will have next year. Uh, You know, when I've been saying Charlotte, the team is actually splitting that uh, lower league affiliate with um, the Florida Panthers. Um, So that's really... Kind of an awkward situation where it's like a player pool of minor league players. Uh, But it was announced that the new team uh, for the AHL for the cracker will be the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Uh, It's a unique name there down in California. Uh, The team sits at a 4-win, 7-loss, 1-overtime loss loss record with 9 points. They're 8th in the Pacific Division. Looking ahead, November 11th, they will come back home to play the Anaheim Ducks with a 7 p.m. Pacific time puck drop. Uh, and then November 13th versus the Minnesota Wild at home with a 7 p.m. Pacific 9 puck drop. Heading over to our O.L. Reign here, who are now in the postseason. Uh, no pass game over the past week. The Reign had a bye week as the first round of the playoffs took place. Um, and before we get to who they play next, we'll get to league news. Uh, Portland Thorns named former goalkeeper Karina LeBlanc uh, as the new general manager as Paul Riley fallout continues throughout the league. The team not officially announced uh, that their general manager had been outed. They just kind of said, "Hey, we have a new GM. Look at this," um, and just kind of swept it under the rug. Um, with that being said, the Rain will play November fourteenth at twelve p.m. Pacific time versus the Washington Spirit. Washington in the last five games have won all of them. Washington, great, and that's funny. One of those wins comes against the Rain, so. With that being said, Washington extremely hot right now. The rain coming off of a bye week, coming off of their last win in Kansas City, you know, being a blowout, Um, it should be a game, good game. The rain have a lot of talent; just need to get it clicking. Um, Washington has been on a roll and has, you know, a MVP candidate and a rookie league candidate, rookie year candidate. So that'll be a good game for a franchise that has seen a lot of controversy from the. Uh, personnel involved the major majority owner um so that that'll be a good game that is november 14th versus the washington spirit at shaney stadium at noon that is the nwsl semifinal game if the rain win they will make it to the nwsl championship game um as we had no supersonics news no dragons news uh UW athletics uh the UW football team November six played the number four Oregon Ducks. They would lose that game twenty six to sixteen. The Husky offense and run defense continue to be the issues in this game. You know, for the Huskies, uh, offense only gained seven first downs. The run defense allowed Travis to gain two hundred plus yards on the ground. Um, I, I, it, it's. I don't have anything new to tell you. I mean, as it's been in previous weeks, the Husky offense continues to be atrocious. Um. And the run defense continues to be an area of issue. Uh, the pass defense is great, but when teams know that and they know that we can run the ball and, and, and your offense doesn't give the defense a break, it just becomes a recipe for disaster. Uh, this was a game that you could have won. It was close going into the final few minutes. <coughs> and, you know, the coaches did not put this team in a position to succeed. There were, there's a lot of news that went into this game and came out of it. Um, Jimmy Lake, leading up to this game, said that the university's rivalries are more academic than Oregon. Just dating teams like Notre Dame, USC, um, were m- the, where the rivalry stood. It was a really bizarre quote. Um, and then during the game, uh, after a late play, uh, Jimmy Lake went and struck linebacker Ruberake Fuavai in the face and pushed him in the back. Um, we'll get to news regarding that here in a second. Um, yeah, it was it was a really bizarre game and just one that kind of sh- really showed the season as a whole how it's gone. Um, we are down by eight on fourth down with uh, a minute to go in the game lake decided to punt it i mean that that sort of thing can't happen so uh in terms of game leaders passing dylan morris completed 15 of 27 attempts for 111 yards and an interception on the ground sean mcgrew had 15 carries for 48 yards and two touchdowns receiving wise k dot had four receptions for 30 yards in tackles jackson sermon led with 10 total eight solo and one tackle for loss in the turnover department carson Bruner had one interception The team record now sits at four and five. They are third in the Pac-12 North and still obviously unranked nationally. Uh, In team-related news, the university is looking into the altercation on the UW sideline. Uh, Jimmy Lake appeared to strike linebacker Rupert Rakefuovai during the game against Oregon, as I mentioned. Um, After the game, athletic director Jen Cohen stated that we are aware of an interaction between head coach Jimmy Lake and a student-athlete during the first half of Saturday's game. We have high expectations of the conduct of our coaches, and we are working to gather more information on the matter. In the post-game press conference, Lake was asked about the incident, and he said that I separated them. Um, continuing with team news, the university fired offensive coordinator John Donovan. Wide receiver coach Junior Adams will assume coordinator duties uh, through the rest of the season. Uh, times were announced for the two of the last three games, and um, the game at the Colorado Buffaloes will start at 12 p.m., and the Apple Cup versus Washington State will start at 5 p.m. on FS1. Uh, linebacker MJ Tafisi will enter the transfer portal. Uh, UW now only has four inside linebackers left on scholarship on the roster. And then finally, maybe the biggest jewel of the team news is that head coach Jimmy Lake has been suspended without pay for the game against Arizona State. Uh, line- coach Bob Gregory is UW's acting head coach for the time being. (coughs) Um, Both Adams and Gregory had a press conference on Monday to address things. um, And there were some interesting questions. Asked if Dylan Morris is the starting quarterback going forward. Um, Asked about that and asked about if the team was behind Jimmy Lake in the locker room. The answers to those questions were very vague and not necessarily to the point. Um, When asked about Dylan Morris, the initial response was that the team was going through the game plan now, and then uh, Adam said that they were going to put Morris in the best position to succeed. Uh, And then the quote about the locker room, there was a general, you know, non-straight answer. And then... uh, it said that we were behind everybody in our locker room. So it, not not getting to the point. It's really going to be interesting to see the way that this plays out. Um, I've said it before. I like Lake as a defensive coordinator. Did great in that position. But some coordinators aren't meant to be head coaches. So we'll see how this goes. Ultimately, I think at the end of the year when we're looking at, I don't know, maybe after a bowl game or, you know, after the Apple Cup's done, jimmy lake won't be the coach i i I would bet a little bit of money on that and i don't bet money um so it's it's just been a really interesting tenure with jimmy lake as the head coach Uh, in college football news as a whole ireland will host the uh, notre dame and navy game in 2023 that season that game will open up the season for the respective teams after their overseas game was rescheduled due to the pandemic Looking ahead, November thirteenth, uh, the Huskies take on Arizona State at home, with a four PM Pacific Time kickoff. Men's basketball started their regular season. Uh, they started on November fourth. It was an exhibition game against Central Washington University. The Huskies would win that game eighty three to fifty. Part of the game would be new transfer student Terrell Brown Jr. recording sixteen points, two rebounds, and three assists. Looking ahead. The Huskies will start their regular season uh, November 9th versus Northern Illinois and then continue it November 11th versus Arizona Northern Arizona University. Uh, the women's basketball team did not play a game over the past weekend, uh, but looking ahead, they will play November 12th versus San Diego and then November 14th versus Northern Arizona. Uh, as we head to men's soccer here, November 4th at UCLA, the Huskies win that game 3-0. Behind Dylan Tevez's Brace on 6 shots and 5 shots on goal. November 7th at San Diego State, the Huskies would win off of one goal by Nick Scardina, who had two goals, I mean one goal on two shots, uh, two of them being on goal. The Huskies now sit at a 14-win, two-draw, one-loss record. First in the nation at the current moment. Earlier uh, for the UCLA game, they were ranked third. The Huskies are now jumped up to 1st, and they are 2nd in the Pac-12, <coughs> actually, after um, it was announced that Oregon uh, Oregon State was the Pac-12 champs. Uh, I don't know how that happens, but with that being said, November 11th, the Huskies will travel down to Oregon State and Corvallis to play the Beavers with a 6pm Pacific Time kickoff, looking for a bit of revenge before the NCAA Tournament. The women's soccer team uh, on November se- uh, November 5th played Washington State at home in the Apple Cup. The Huskies would lose that game 2-4. Uh, player of the game would be Mackenzie Wynert with one goal on two shots, one shot on goal. The Lady Huskies finished the season with a 6-win, 8-draw, 4-loss record uh, and ranking 5th in the Pac-12. Their season is over. And then for volleyball, to wrap it up here, November 5th, the volleyball team played versus Arizona State at home, winning with a 3-0 sweep. Player of the game would be Claire Hoffman with 19.5 total points. And then November 7th versus Arizona, the Huskies won the game 3-0 in another sweep. Uh, Player of the game would be Samantha Drexel with 14 total points. The Huskies are at an 18-4 record. They are 12th in the nation at the moment, and their upcoming games are November 11th at Stanford and November 14th at Cal so, with that being said, another interesting week. Uh, Seattle sports, um, interesting, you know, regarding potential additions for the Seahawks. Getting a couple guys back from injury. Um, Mariners looking at a potentially big offseason for them. Uh, free agency. We should probably actually hear some free agent ne- free agent news by next episode. Uh, the Sounders marching into the playoffs. Um, Locking up the second seed, the Kraken, with a really mixed bag of a week. The rain. looking at their playoff game, a semifinal game on the 14th. If you can make it up to Shaney, I implore you to do so. Uh, That is playoff soccer right there. Husky football team losing uh, just a frustrating game. Uh, And a lot of news regarding the team as a whole. The men's basketball team getting their season underway. Uh, as well as the women's basketball team, men's soccer continuing their hot streak and getting back to first in the nation, uh, wrapping up their regular season. And then the women's team, a a tough year, uh, losing to Washington State in the final, and then volleyball continues their great march. So with that being said, I want to thank everybody. Obviously, it's a little bit weird. I'm not entirely sure how the quality will be as I'm recording this on my phone. Didn't bring my microphone on vacation with me. but that was episode one ten. I hope you've listen, enjoyed listening from, uh, as I record from Dublin, Ireland. Here, uh, I will see you back next week for episode one eleven. Uh, until that time, on November sixteenth, take care and have a good rest of your day, uh, whenever that may be. Baba Bowie.